challenge. I like putting on some baggier pants and saying, this feels awkward. And and let's do it. Let's just get wild and do it. Let's just let's just get everybody. Scott is getting wild. He is wearing baggy pants this spring. Can you believe it? This is a man getting but then like, wild. You know, it's funny to say a new word. And he looks in the mirror and he goes, Whew. "Oh boy." Yes. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain, more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace. Welcome to episode number 204. Probably. Boop, boop, boo, probably. <laughs> we are back, baby, with a really fun topic. Just stuck in a time loop. Cheesy it's like no time has gone by. Corny. Cheesy versus corny. We're going to dive right in. Uh, yes, a time loop. We took a bit of a break and then sporadically spot stopped in. We, ex- with we exist Enneagram in a room <laughs> and have no lives outside of this. And all we do is record podcast episodes. That's it. Uh, sporadically took a break and then no took a break and had sporadic Enneagram content mm-hmm. for like 10 episodes ish, eight episodes ish, mm-hmm. a little drop in for a school assignment for me. Yep. And then now everybody, we are back we with are back. what we hope to be relatively consistent Monday episode releases, providing you with your weekly commute of curiosity. If you are a commuter and you want this podcast, a weekly commute <laughs> of curiosity. When we said we're back, I just had an association to tell me the end of the fifth Harry Potter where they all see uh, Voldemort for the first time and they're like, he's back. He's back. And like, we're, oh, we're they like cannot, Fudge cannot deny villains. it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> well, I will say, so as part of where I have been is I've been out here basically being a therapist, everyone, which is really exciting. And I drive in a car for a long commute and I listen to podcasts again in a new way. Like I, I think I took a little even hiatus myself as a podcast listener and I'm back to needing podcasts. And I'm like, oh, I think I, I my feel like weekly. you thought you were above it. You were above podcasts for a little while. I feel you like. think that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you thought you were listening to school lectures and you were finding obscure old things to listen to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe podcasts, honestly. But you weren't like a, a, a a pop podcast regular everyday listener. No, it's true. And now and I've come gone, back down. I've come back down to my mm-hmm. uh, mostly the podcast with the Max pop-cast. and Jamie, which was the original inspiration for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So maybe recommend. I still find them. They're like um, comfort. Yeah, comfort podcast hosts. What would what would hesitate? What, what why would you hesitate to recommend? What what are your caveats? You uh, said maybe recommend. I think, I think I don't have very many. I mean, I would say they have really sold. I don't even know if sell, sold out is the right word because it's kind of what they got in the business to do of sorts was to make a big podcast. They create really specific content. I would say I am a person, I'm like a best friend of the show, so I'm a Patreon member and I like their Patreon content okay. more because it's less oh. like ads and more them laid back. But I would still say it's there's some good episodes that just still come out of their regular episodes. It's I'm really like, this good. Is good. 
and it's really good. And uh, there is something to be said about the way Instagram and TikTok. I'm not that much on TikTok has trained our brains in terms of these ultra quick cuts. Yes. And I I feel as if Knox and Jamie are talking like mm-hmm. Instagram reels. They mm-hmm. they go, okay, <laughs> next segment. And what do you think? Oh, no, yep, here we go. Next one. Jamie, what do you think? And I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's okay. You can slow down. I, I'm enjoying the content, but I'm also like, hold the No, their phone. episodes are a tight hour. And it's interesting because my commute when I'm in the car is about one section of it is like 55 minutes. And so it's kind of perfect. I, I will give them that. It's like, oh, okay. It's reliably expectable. But there's other times where I'm like, this is so good. Why are we rushing through this? And I feel like, and it seems as if, they're cranking out the content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they sit down and they go, we've gotten ready for this Harry Potter Mm -hmm. Patreon episode, but we're workers now. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to like sit here and like linger around we got to crank out this oh, episode so there's something about because they are so it's so professional for them that they have they feel like this like need to have lots of content in a very little amount yeah of time. our time is limited we're doing the bible binge we're doing patreon we're doing interesting, regular interesting so one. let's let's sit down and do this harry potter episode did you know that that's the number one exit reason people give when they're leaving a patreon subscriber is that they had the person gave too much content too much isn't that interesting well, we have one Patreon supporter, but I guess mental note if we start to develop our Patreon again. Too much content. Yeah, but people get overwhelmed by it and then they feel guilty about not watching these people's stuff. Oh. So then it which is that's an interesting thing of how we relate to people like our podcast hosts or our content creators that you would be you would unsubscribe because you feel guilty that you don't I you you, you pay for something you don't use and they offer so much. You know, I mean, Peter Rollins is one of the people I subscribe to, and he just is always touting how he has hundreds of hours. Like, basically, if you wanted a master's course, and I've, uh, as a $20 a month subscriber, I've taken up a few courses. Right, but and you know you have the backlog, right? I, no, it's there if I want. Well, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I am you, paying for it. You relate to things very differently than other people do. Like it's interesting. Is that a social instinct? I think, I don't know if it's social instinct, but I I feel bad. No, I just, why would you feel bad? I'm like, as soon as they unsubscribe, that's what you should feel bad. I heard that. And I'm like, that makes sense to me. I am like, I get it. I mean, I, I don't know if it would be my number one reason, but I'm like, Oh yeah, that checks out Mm. for being logical in the way we relate to like relate to things. Right. Right. Um, okay. So everybody, Podcast, first off, recommendation podcast. They're like a pop culture podcast. So give, if you're curious what this podcast is. Well, honestly, one week what we should do. What? Did I interrupt you? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but well, kind like, of. It's like a medium interrupt. All right, get, get, go. Because cool. I was going to switch subjects. Well, well, no, I'm kind of on the same subject. Keep but going, let's finish. keep going. Because I, no, I want to hear your thought. <laughs> I was saying, I feel like. I feel like one week we should go all in on actually whatever this means, getting our shit together in terms of being podcast consumers. Okay. Meaning if we're podcasters and we're in the podcasting (gasps) world. Like we really research the popular podcasts. Yeah. Well, it's not just research, but it's like talk to people, engage our listeners and really come up with a list of like, what are we listening to? Not, not like, 
this is the best of the best, but like, I, I feel like, I just feel like I want to get back into listening to podcasts. I mean, I, it's true. you and I recently listened to this, uh, regular gossip, regular gossip. Yeah. And that was fun. Although mm-hmm. I think we both agreed. Well, I'll just tell you myself. I, I thought ours was better. Okay. What was I going to say though? I think you're talking about, yeah, I think you were about to talk about, uh, some caveats around the podcast or Knox and Jamie. Oh, I was about to segue into this podcast, this podcast, no small thing. The, the one, one you're listening, you're listening to, right listening to. Okay. So we're back. We are a meandering podcast. So mm. take it or leave it. That's how we would say it here. Tyranny of taste. Most are, I think, well, I don't know about that, but it seems as we are this week's episode to start us back up, almost like we're calling this like a season, a new season. Is that all the check-in? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm setting the table for okay. more check-in. Another check-in. Here comes round number two. <laughs> but this is a more thought-through check-in. Um, <laughs> that was the check-in appetizer. Here comes the main course check-in. Here comes the salad, <laughs> salad entree. Um, okay, so uh, we are, what was I saying? Oh, we're a podcast, less certain, more curious. We're a podcast. That is our. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Um, we're a podcast. There's a mission statement of some kind, less certain, more curious. What was I, I was saying? Grasping. I was grasping. <laughs> right? I was like, that'll help me if I say that. Get back to it. The main chorus, uh, mission statement, less certain, more curious, and. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> oh, you want to okay. oh, I remember. I got it. I got it. Okay. So this episode, we said we're going to be corny versus cheesy and okay. we are going to get to that. Everyone, okay. we're going to get to that. But with that, the main, main course, the main, main course Seconde. is going to be a curious discussion about corny mm. versus cheesy, but figured we'd give a little orientation because it's been a while. And if anyone's new, you know, sounds fun. Mm-hmm. And where mm-hmm. some things we've been up to, that I think will be fun mm. for the podcast. Mm. I will begin with myself. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. Um, okay. We're a lesser, more curious podcast. And I have this new fun metaphor of thinking about doing this podcast, which has been like a uh, spiritual practice of sorts. Would you, yeah. how yeah. would you, nope. to sit I, down I come right alongside once a that. week and to say, whatever the topic is, I'm going to be curious about it. And the, the main lens is curiosity is in itself some kind of spiritual practice, I yes. would say. Tracking, uh, agreeing, following. So, liked and subscribed to this segment. So, it's also, you know, it's also maybe a little bit of some kind of here's a here comes a thought mm-hmm. doing a podcast. I would venture to say it's vulnerable to do something like a podcast, to put yourself out there on the air is in some sense vulnerable. And I feel like between the two of us, maybe you could speak for yourself. I've felt I think I feel more like ah, exposure with the podcast and always so worried about who's listening and how they're interpreting mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, we're basically we're saying we're very brave. Well, I know I'm realizing <laughs> it as I'm saying it. I'm like, where are you going with this? This yeah. is what happens when we view free associate. It's go what happens. It. You going. start to just really go places, but all this to say I've started, <clears throat> be, I have in the past year, started actually like seeing patients Mm -hmm. as a therapist Mm -hmm. and that's been very cool. And I consider this podcast to have been cross training and for that to be cross training for the podcast. Wonderful. So what I mean by bringing forward ideas like 
vulnerability or these things. It's like I sense and feel that doing this kind of continuing to have the mantra of being less or more curious helps me in my work with children who I'm trying to just be curious about their inner worlds. Mm -hmm. And then also being curious about children and having the practice of getting to be uh, in their lives in that way and in people's lives that way, where I really like get to, I don't know, be open to being curious. I think will be helpful and useful here on the podcast. Yeah. So it already has. Those are my thoughts. (laughs) I'm feeling all of a sudden like I share too much. (laughs) Share too much. Okay. On my own podcast. I I guess what I would be more curious to hear about is, uh, you know, you have not just merely been um, working with children as a child play therapist. Is that missing that right? I would say it's fine. What would you say? I think I might just go with child therapist. Okay. Yeah. Currently. Sure. So you're you're doing that work. You're mm-hmm. on the ground now doing the on work. the ground. No, for real. Like literally lots of floors lava. And there's <laughs> been a lot of training. And I think when we started this podcast, there was a sense that we had bonded over a lot of like Bible theology stuff. It's true. It's and- true. And we would This talk, is a good walk down memory lane. Yeah. And then there was a lot of pop culture stuff. Yep. yep. And then we both started discovering in our own way, in our own journey, psychoanalysis. psychoanalysis. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with that because I want this to remain light and accessible. Yes. And yes. so far we have not really apologized for trying to get heady. Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes if we're doing projective identification, mm-hmm we just let ourselves get a little lost in the weeds and we're mm-hmm. not like, Oh no, it's not easy. And it's like, maybe I hope that some people just feel like they just are sort of enjoying the feeling. Right. The vibe. Right. Of these of people trying it. to understand a very heady topic. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I don't really agree with what they're saying or I don't get it. It's like, yeah, they're trying to work it out. And I like, I, I like being there with them <laughs> as they do this, you know? <laughs> but, um, I had thoughts about that today. I was like, Oh man, projective identification, how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still very still. T- challenging. But if you, if you took basically you say, Hey, Mace has been working on a master's program for three years now and you I, take all the psychoanalytic stuff and just regular everyday master's level psychology therapy stuff and filter it through the, the mission statement of less or more curious. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because when I began school, I felt that like, I felt like, Oh my gosh, Lester Mercurius has prepared me for this, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like there was so much. And literally today I was in a clinic meeting and everyone just kept saying, stay curious, stay mm-hmm. curious. You know, it's like, that's the motto. That's the the thing to be and the way to, you know, move forward. And they're, they're saying that in so many ways. Like I have so many notes that just, it's always pointing to just other ways of saying, staying lesser, more curious, like how to, stay in this place of not fully knowing, like how do we as people allow ourselves to feel comfortable in the not knowing? Like, and I think that's what we're trying to be and do here with this practice, be comfortable in the not knowing. And that's good enough. And sometimes I think it would be interesting to continue to try to make a case for it. Like if somebody's like, what's the big deal? Why, why right, be curious? Right, right. I've got right. my stuff figured out. I know. I mean, I, I have people in my head who would approach life this way. I already, I already know. What would you think? What would your first, I, your first I think there's something about getting along 
Okay. Getting along with each other. So you're saying if you're more curious, it'll help us get along? Yeah. Interesting. I think there is something about knowing and acknowledging that most likely, often, most of us are not getting it right and we've been misinformed and we need to revisit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Or mm -hmm. it'd be fun to go back and talk about some of these terms. Not go back, but like reintroduce. Or not reintroduce. Introduce some concepts like... This idea of overinterpretation. Oh, That's when I would like. Yes, yes. Everything needs to be ha- have many, many, many interpretations. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. person, a house, a concept, a theme, everything. So, many interpretations. so you're trying to reframe the word, and this is inspired by Adam Phillips for folks. Well, I, yeah, I mean, we got to be careful. I, I want to be careful about introducing Adam Phillips because I'll get out of control. I was literally about to say, should we say what Scott's been up to? He's been reading no. every book by Adam Phillips. No, no, we don't have time. <laughs> I, someday I'll just really get we'll down an entire to episode. We'll, we'll have an entire episode. Just utilize some of our new tools, but... Well, yeah, and I do think, I mean, I feel like there's many ways, like, on the this pod has seen me grow up and grow into becoming a therapist because it's true, like, I used to be like, I don't know what these concepts are, and we used to do episodes on defense mechanisms that sparked my original, like, interest to start this program, and now here I am almost done and in literal rooms all the time where we're just talking about these things, you know, and so literal it's fun. rooms. I'm in literal rooms. <laughs> <laughs> we sit in circles and we talk and we have whiteboards and we say projective identification and yeah. we draw little pictures. Uh, guys, I already did a podcast on this. So <laughs> I don't really know like, I need can to you come here. and teach for my podcast? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I would also just say like, I have this literally written down, Free association, play, curiosity. <laughs> literal rooms, literally written down. It's literally Everything like, is literal. What's going on with that? That's really fascinating. <laughs> get curious about it. Let's get curious None about None of this I'm is metaphorical. <laughs> it's real, literal conversations in literal, tangible, brick and mortar rooms, everybody. This is a literal mic. <laughs> this is a literal voice. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. Um, I don't know why this word is emerging, but I'm like pillars of no small thing. Pillars. The pillars. <laughs> I would say. They can also be questioned. <laughs> they can be questioned. Curious, porous pillars. I would say curiosity, play, and free association. Ooh, those what I would curiosity, say is play, like, those three things are what we would hope to be held to. Well, that's, it might be fun. I mean, I hate to say it, but like, what do you hate to say? Well, when when Donald Miller rebranded, they sort of they sort of did a, a, a like five episode series where their rebrand for their company was looking at business or consultation or consulting, I guess, as like a airplane. Mm-hmm. So then they were talking about the 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 wings and oh, the body. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, blah blah blah. Don't recommend. Don't recommend that. <laughs> so you're out of ten. Don't recommend. <laughs> But it was interesting. I was like, okay, well, they have a airplane. Well, we have pillars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to deep dive the pillars and be like, these are the pillars that we see. Or like a roots or something. Yeah, something we could a little more organic. Metaphor. Yeah, Not I think so strong. I agree. Something a little more fluid. Our rivers, our yeah. flows. Our flows. Like, so, yeah. I, I, molten lava. <laughs> could really get Sounds going. so intimidating. Start associating all of a sudden. It's gotten intense. I mean, now I'm just feeling very Trinitarian. Like, uh, the water, the ice, the steam. <laughs> <laughs> Curiosity Play Free Association. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, those those are the pillars. And and then to articulate the hopes and goals of what that would accomplish. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But I do think something like tonight, 
it, it could be hopefully entertaining mm-hmm. and light. Mm-hmm. But I like that you said this idea of cross training mm-hmm. as we're doing it, mm-hmm. as we're approaching corny and cheesy, mm-hmm. we're training our minds mm-hmm. to reapproach things, mm-hmm. to wonder about them, mm-hmm. and, th- and then just have fun. And then just and vibe out, have fun. Yeah. Gosh, I just had a thought and it disappeared as you were talking. I was like, pay attention. Don't lose your thought. Pay attention. You should have literally written down on your literal notepad in front of you. (laughs) Oh, I came back. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking, and you asked the question of why be curious? What's the point? I had a thought that is, I would say we're all just, this, this may sound like nihilistic. I don't know if that's the right description. Kind of s- sin- Ooh. Cyni- cynical. Cynical. There we go. Sin- <laughs> Found my way to it. Uh, I think we're all very anxious people. I think probably oh, most people are fine. just baseline anxious. Okay. Uh Anxious about being alone, anxious being with people, anxious about with their body, anxious about what's happening next, anxious about what happened in the past, anxious, anxious, anxious. And I think we're probably reducing a lot of, or like kind of like trying to like numb a lot of our anxiety a lot of the time. I think curiosity is an antidote to anxiety because when you're anxious, you're in this place of wondering, you're, you're thinking in the past, you're looking forward, you're thinking about what could happen it's, it's pinging. this, what? Pinging. pinging, pinging. That's a great word. When you can start to, I think, convert anxiety towards curiosity. So whatever this thing is that I'm facing, I can turn towards with curiosity, this new thing that, because I think often what we're anxious about is newness, change. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very rarely, I think, anxious about actual threats. I think we're more often than not anxious about change anxious about uh things being different anxious about you know all kinds of unknowns the unknowability of otherness the unknowability of the otherness in ourselves all these things and i think the more essentially like stamina we have Mm -hmm. for being curious the more i think it's anxiety reducing that's my uh pitch for curiosity tonight. I feel like I can have a different pitch every week. Well, I'd be curious. This is good. Easing in back into the podcast. Easing back in. With some reflections on curiosity. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts before we go back, get into corny versus cheesy? Uh, no, no more for now. There will always be more thoughts. Okay. But I think we should get into it. We're 20 minutes in already. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here I we think go. We'll, everybody, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to have a curious conversation about these two words, cheesy and corny. So if you're listening to some nice elevator podcast uh, music, when we take this break, you start thinking about that for yourself. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no small thing will be right back Yeah, I'll back. play that probably, hopefully Alright, we come back cheesy I'll do it right now No small thing will be right back
morning. We're back. We are back with cheesy versus corny versus. I don't even know if we needed cheesy to have and. Any- Cheesy and I, I don't know when I had this thought like years ago. You've had this as a po- topic idea for it just sounded so, so good. Long. It sounded so like I'm getting little butterfly giddy feelings in my stomach just thinking about okay, it. Okay, can you? I want to hear. Well, nobody knows what it means, right? And and they're in my experience, they're medium used words. I, I don't right these days. Okay, now here comes a little detour. But like we were hanging out with some people the other day, and, and May said the word slaps. In terms of like a song, mm-hmm. a song that slaps. Uh, now, part of my dilemma is being a youth pastor still, mm-hmm. and I and a parent of teens. Mm-hmm. So someday it's just all going to go away. Someday I'll have no access to youth. It'll culture. all go away. It'll yeah. all vanish and not be there, and you'll have no chance. But you're walking around hanging out with teen people, and, and they start to say these words, and you don't really even have to ask very many questions. Right. You start to pick up intuitively. These people, these folks, these kids, these teens are saying the word slaps to seemingly refer to a song that is good in their mind. Right. Or a bowl of cereal. Yes. Something that's good in general. This This bowl of cereal slaps. (laughs) This podcast slaps. (laughs) And so then eventually, I don't know, my experience as a 43-year-old now is that like, I feel like you've up until now and and it hasn't run out yet someday it'll probably run out you're you're still sort of one of them in a way i know i know but i'm 28 now and that feels like i've lost being one of them like that was the official crossover to (laughs) not being i feel like and i said this when the person was like slaps what's that i was like it means it's good and i was like honestly that's probably outdated i'm like i probably sound old for well, saying that's the thing. slaps you're wanting them to say this is if this isn't even the thing now right no i'm like you guys i think i'm off with slaps even <laughs> like i think if you start to say slaps you'll sound old still i'll just go off of like it seems this seems dated but i still notice a lot of teens saying facts it's like a facts. go-to facts and it's just like a great way to agree with someone. This, this, this facts. Yeah, I don't, you know? I don't find myself saying it that often, but I feel like I could. You know what I think is an interesting thing that's come emerged in the vernacular, which I wonder about is, and I don't know if you have, I don't think, I doubt you have groups that do this, but gets the we love this, we hate this, we this. Oh, you oh, add the oh, we right. First. We love this. Oh, we love to see it. Love to see it. We love it? to see yeah. it. We 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 hate hate to see it. You know, but if you add that we before, I feel like that's something that that's something. emerges. And it's yeah. like sometimes I'm like, yeah, and then and I'm like, yeah, we love to see, it. and then I'm like, wait a second. You I, know, another one, another one that I've noticed, and I feel like it's mostly tied to hip hop culture. Okay, is cap. Okay. Do you hear people say cap? Uh, like, no. Okay. Like, so no. cap would be like fake or a lie or like, mm-hmm. um, like being not real. Mm-hmm. And and so somebody says no cap, that means extra real. Oh, I see. Like, no oh, cap. I I I'm coming after you. I, Do you I've think got, it's? I've got plans to destroy your career. No cap. Or mm-hmm. if somebody says. Jay Z is the best rapper of all time. No cap. Mm-hmm. I mean this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if somebody goes, oh, uh, I mean, honestly, this go play. <laughs> now I'm really getting into the weeds here, but if it's like in some sort of Reddit thread or Instagram thread of like who's the best rapper of all time, and somebody goes, oh, Lil Wayne, who who is in the conversation, but it would be 
uh, regular for somebody to post or make a comment with just a picture of a blue baseball cap. It's a cap. Cap. Little Wayne's not the best. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's interesting. I don't know where that, I mean, if we had some young folks on, if, uh, tell me if this is in the middle of the zeitgeist or if it's on his way out. Right. Like right, I feel right. like slaps is on well, its way out. You know, here's another question. <laughs> here's another question that we're now just wandering. At what point also are you too old to even use some of the zeitgeist words? My like, my, is there words that aren't for you? No, no. It, it Yes. When it comes to oppression and diversity. Yes. Okay. But when it comes to just living your life every day, uh-huh. my thing uh-huh. is, uh-huh. One way, and this is my experience, one way of hundreds, Mm -hmm. thousands probably, infinite, of keeping your brain fresh Mm -hmm. would be to reintroduce new language. All the time. Yeah, just do it. It, It's not like, I don't like, I think think having sort of this like inherited Christian baggage, it's like everybody, for whatever reason, and this is my experience, I'm sure some people relate, is worried about doing something to be cool. So like, oh, don't, don't do it to be cool. We are going to have a whole episode on cool. The worst motivation imaginable cool. is that you could be trying to do something to be cool. Sorry, everyone. I do a lot of things <laughs> right. to try to be cool. And, and so like we're, we're blurring lines there, but like maybe I'm trying to be cool. Also, uh, trying to fit in. Oh, well, that's bad too. But like, it's not necessarily about that for me. Like, so well, f- I guess it's also trying to be cool versus, uh, like, oh, that's like those clothes are that shirt is cool. Well, I'm gonna say it for fashion. Say it. I say it. Um, I've always loved, and I'll tell you, as I get older, it's better and better every year. When a fashion shifts, I love changing with it for the challenge. Yes, you do. So, just in my silly little world, uh, Skinny jeans are are mostly, and nobody makes an announcement. We're all just walking around observing, mostly out. I'm, I imagine magazines are making announcements. Probably. Skinny jeans are in. Probably, and I don't read magazines anymore, but <laughs> I, I just, I mostly just watch. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay, getting bigger, getting bigger, getting bigger, no more skinny jeans. And then you have a choice. And this is what I've noticed about adults since I was like five or eight. You stay. I'm already noticing as I'm 43 more every, every little step that happens, certain adults draw the line and stop. It seems Mm. permanently. Mm. I was willing to go skinny jeans. And for my little crowd that probably happened eight years ago, Mm -hmm. it was just emerging. Everybody's like, what's up with all these skinny jeans? Oh my gosh. What is this? What are the kids doing these days? And all of a sudden after three or four years, everybody's wearing skinny jeans. And I'm like, I guess everybody, bowed the knee to the culture and got skinny jeans. And now you can tell people like, not again, I've got my skinny jeans, not changing. Right. Forget it. So you get stuck, but I'm like, okay, now that some baggier pants are coming back, first of all, it's, which I do feel like you're noticing based on, you're not just noticing on the streets, you're noticing it on the social webs, social webs, social webs. And I'm like, uh, it, it's a little nostalgic and I really like the challenge. I like putting on some baggier pants and saying, this feels awkward. 
and and let's do it. Let's just get wild and do it. Let's just let's just get <laughs> everybody. Scott is getting wild. He is wearing baggy pants this spring. Can you believe it? This is a man getting but then, like, wild. You know, it's funny to say a new word. He looks in the mirror and he goes. Whew. Oh boy! I don't know about this. That's true, actually. But I am gonna do it anyways, <laughs> and we're gonna do it. And whew, by maybe by the end, I'll like it. So a new word. It, it, maybe it's imposter syndrome or something. But um, I don't know what happened. What were cheesy corny? Well, you know what? I I have a curiosity here yeah. now. Is it poll for the audience? Is it cheesy? Uh, to try and keep up with the teens vernacular. Okay. Okay. Let this be an appetizer and an inroad to this conversation. Okay. Cheesy. Okay. And then I, I think you have a little research, so I'd love to do, also I do, do some research. I do have some Quora and uh, That's great. Reddit threads. Cause I can also, I can also just go off of my, I don't have any research this week. Yes. But I can go off of my immediate impressions of the two words. Please do. But I won't do that yet. Okay. You just asked a question about, is it cheesy? Yes. I think mm-hmm. motivation, authenticity, and audience, and this is just right off the top of my head, have a lot to do with what's going on. The pillars of what's going on. Yeah, the pillars of what's going on. Motivation. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to make a case for me not being cheesy. <laughs> So maybe, first of all, that's the first step. That's interesting because, okay, well, I I have a question of quickly, just right away go, cheesy versus corny, which wins? What do you mean? Which one do you prefer? As as what? You have to, either way, no, no more version. Cheesy or corny? Just... Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Come on, I'm going to pick one. It's like a free I fall. guess I would take corny. I have tons of thoughts about I also that. would I would okay. also go corny a little bit more. <laughs> Whatever that means. A little <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's more emotionally loaded in a little slight way, but like we have no idea why at this point. We're not making a I case. think like I see them and Which I one like wins? I think <laughs> I look at corny and I'm like corny a little better. Right. But in what way? How are we using it? Why is it better? Oh, I don't. I mean, it, exactly. Like it's there's something about corniness. Is it meaner? Cor- meaner? Yeah, because because this is what I'm saying. Are, are you okay? Because this is why I wanted to ask follow up questions, so I answered. And now we're off my thought, but that's fine. Because what Whoa. I want to say is, uh, <laughs> which is better? Uh, what's the filter? What what's the what's the way we're adjudicating this question? Like if you say, I I would choose corny. As a meaner I would, insult. I was if I said you're oh, corny. An insult. Yeah. No, no, no. That's oh, how I was no, taking no, no. it. I had so funny. You said I had to choose. That's so funny. That's amazing. No, I was thinking, which would I rather be called? Corny or cheesy? Cheesy. Easily. I think I would rather be called corny. Corny sounds just utterly devastating. <laughs> and I'll explain why now since we're already here. So for me, here's here's how they I come for me. I think corny is a little like, oh, they're corny. I think it's a little, I'm I'm down with the corny. Little, okay, well, here, here's how I take it. Tell me. And I don't have any research this time. So everybody, if you're, if you're like, I was hoping for some goddamn research, <laughs> go look it up, I guess. <laughs> This is just free form thought, but like, don't come to the podcast that calls itself. Well, sometimes this. we might do some research. We didn't do it's it this true. week. Well, you have a little research. 
Some literal research from Cora. Um, <clears throat> I I associate cheesy with old people and dads mm-hmm. and dad jokes, mm-hmm. and I associate it with humor. So not always, but mostly. So if it, it's like a cheesy joke. Um, Fascinating. And let me just quickly say corny. I associate corny with somebody trying to be cool and it not coming across right. Okay. That's corny. So here's what I would say. Okay. I would associate them with taste. Okay. Cheesy taste or corny taste. Ooh, see, and even as you're saying it, I don't even want to hear the word corny. I, I, I'm like, oh, it hurts. It's a, like of, an arrow in the I chest. And I kind of get you're saying someone who wants to be cool and it ends up being corny. Mm-hmm. I would say I try to be cool and about 10 to 15% in the, in the midst lands corny for me. Yeah. And I, I have made, I've made friends with that part of me because it propels the other part of me that finds the cool stuff. Well, you've made, you've made peace with, what did you say? With I made what? peace with the, the corny. Whoever the, called you corny and you've never been called corny. I feel like there's aspects of myself that could be, called but corny. nobody's ever said that to you. Well, nobody, how, how often do people directly say to someone? I, I want to tell you right now. I want to tell you right now. And this was not <laughs> planned for this episode. As a dad and youth pastor, my entire life is mostly being called corny and cheesy. Every day. Every day. Anything I do. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've, I've developed a thick skin. I don't really get called either um, of those. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, have fun with that. that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I I mean, I I remember thinking like Beyonce. I might change my mind. I don't, I think I don't know which one's better, cheesy or corny. Well, I don't even know what you're talking about better. I know, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I think corny is a better insult. (laughs) That's what I'm, that's how I'm approaching it. If you're asking me which one's better. But, but, uh, you know, I don't know. There's something a little bit more like, oh, they're corny. There's something a little more individualistic about that person. There's something beating to their own drum that I'm like, they're corny and they kind of know it. Here's an association with the word corny. Yeah. It just came up. Beyonce at the beginning of formation said you were all corny with that Illuminati mess. So people that are calling her Illuminati, she's right. doing it as an insult. Like no, that, that was is corny. A good, that's a good insult right there. It's actually. not even that's serious. A, that's a great insult. You know, I hear what you mean by a great insult. Yeah. Cheesy. Mm-hmm. I don't think would hit as hard. No, you all no. were cheesy with that. Illuminati. No, corny. Corny is the right word. Yeah. There. That's a good, that's <laughs> that for some reason that, that distinguishes it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also could see corny being like, I don't know. I, I, t- I, corny's top shelf for me. I say cheesy once or twice a, a week. Corny's I was about to say a day. Shelf as like a, corny, as if like I was going to use corny, I'd be like, oh, I'm coming out to tell you something. Uh, I, I, I need it to be understood as very serious, and I need you to feel a little hurt about this. So you don't this. think that I have, I'm corny? No. Mm. I, I barely think you're cheesy. Um, What words would I use? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use cheesy and corny for you. I... Sometimes, what would I use? I don't know. What I think we, I could they, be a little bit of cornball. Right? And I don't really mind. Corn no, ball? I don't really mind. I, that's what I'm no. saying. Like a little like corny. I can be a little goofy. Like say over the top. And silly. Like I like corny humor sometimes. 
You know what I mean? That's true. That doesn't make you corny. Yeah, but I would say I but like corny humor. you do like humor. corny humor. I'm like, this you is... You laugh at things sometimes. I'm like, why? I know, exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, I love it. And I know it's corny, but it makes me laugh. Sometimes there's a Venn diagram of our humor <laughs> and that I already sort of know what types of things you're laughing at. I'm like, how... How is this worthy of your laughter? <laughs> but it's like a good, it really gets me. Yeah. So there is something in me that has some endearment towards corniness. I'm like, yeah, I love it. Because there's something original and creative in corniness that's not there in cheesiness. Cheesy well, feels sell out well, to we, me. We haven't even, we're not even saying anything right now. Okay, so should we we're, get we're, to we're, the we're research? We're not, there's, there's no like, there's no set definition. Well, let's, You've all of a sudden attached it to humor. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, but still, I mean, but that's the whole point. We're free associating right oh no, i know okay like, i'm like i guess under your parameters there's certain types of humor that i also find funny but not because it's corny but under your own parameters and descriptions and definitions it would be corny so <laughs> it's hard to even know what we're talking about <laughs> should i would it be helpful if yeah. i read this um okay this is a quora forum what are the difference this is the first this is what i could find off there what are the differences between they have this added corny, tacky, and cheesy. Okay. Okay. So it's just in there that we have tacky also. Uh, oh, oh, tacky is uh, is associated with cheesy. I mean, this is the this is the thread. The okay. person, the question that was asked is, what are the differences between corny, tacky, and cheesy? There was thirty seven comments. Okay. This is the top comment. There's a few top comments. Um, all three words carry the notion of taste, style, or preferences. Tacky, cheesy, corny. Taste, style, preferences. Okay. The pillars of these words. Okay. The differences are drummed into us in my school days over 40 years ago. Okay. I don't know who this person is, but... <laughs> <laughs> corny is pretending or having pretensions oh. of originality or significance, but is dull and or tiresome in overall complexion. Interesting mm. that I was saying I was linking it to creativity, but I'm like this definition is that it's okay. it's. I, I say I give that a B minus. It's not terrible, but I'm like it's not it's not. I don't feel much when I I'm um, like you're kind of onto something. Uh, tacky is tastelessly showy. In other words, brassy, flashy, garish, trashy. Tacky. Cheesy is flimsy and of poor quality. In short, chintzy. Chintzy, another word introduced. Sleazy oh. or tiny. No, no, no. I, I want to get, I want I want to incorporate tiny. I want to incorporate chintzy. I want to discard sleazy. None of this, none of this in my mind has anything to do with sleaziness. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um. No, uh, I, I feel like that's of the wrong word choice there. But then they say, in other words, corny is pretending, pretending but not done in a cool way. So we have corny jokes that pretends to be humor or wit. Cheesy is just low qualified stuff that we could all detect, determine, or see that can't stand up to our own standards, whatever the standards may be. So we have cheesy remarks or even cheesy ways of doing things that we destroy, so we can destroy or rip apart according to your own high tastes. No, 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 no. This all sounds very smart, but I disagree with most of it. I don't, it's not, I don't like the music of it. It's not singing or making my heart sing. No, you want me to read another person's yeah, responses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this Well, let is- me just, let me just, let me just do a little, um, integration into my own brain. Here. Okay. 
uh, we're playing with substances. And what I really would love to hear <laughs> from some other podcast is like, where did it come from? Corn, corn, corny, cheese, cheesy. Uh, what's the etymology of these words? I mean, is it the food? Well, it sounds like it. Right, right. And then, and then tacky, it could be tax on a wall, but tacky me like, like a tacky. Yeah. So that's cheesy, tacky, corny. Oh. You know, and then what, what did we say? Not tiny. I'm uh, looking it up if it comes from food. Well, this other article, The Atlantic wrote the crucial difference between cheesy and corny. I, maybe that's where I even got the whole idea. And look at, there's a picture of it. I feel like this article is maybe the article for us. Jeez. Do you want to just read a little? Let's why, see. Why not? It's our podcast. Now my curiosity has peaked. Mom, Scott's talking loud in the mics now. When was it written? Let's see. This was I written. saw this a year ago. It was probably just on my feed. And I was like, yes, this is the content we need. This is the content. Uh, I can't figure this out. I'm having a little bit of a hard time with this. Hmm. 20 March 14th, 2022. There it is. Yeah. So this is recent. Yep. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. The crucial difference between cheesy and corny and what our strong neural associations with physical taste have to do with it. Yes. Bum, 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 bum. Language. I, I would say let, your, let yourself read this until you're tired. I'm going to be very interested. Okay, this is written by Caleb Madison. Caleb Madison, thank you for your work. Language lets us taste the world around us all the time without ever opening our mouth. You don't have to lip your smack-talking friend to know they're salty, nor must you nibble salty. Nor must you nibble on the Hollywood celebrity who took the lead role in a Broadway play to know their performance is hammy. Hammy. Gym yes. rats with no genetic I mean. relationship to cows are beefy and fishy situations arise all the time mm-hmm. in environments mm-hmm. un- completely unsuitable for marine life. Yeah. Yeah. Suffice yeah. it to say, food words make up such a deep impression on the consciousness that English need English need only append a measly little why to drag them from the palate into the realm of abstract taste. Love this writing. Love I love that we found this. Scott has really sunken into reverie with this. (laughs) But what relationship does this newly formed adjective have to the experience of the food itself? This struck me the other day in the form of a more specific question. What's the difference between cheesy and corny? Yeah. And what does that have to do with the difference between cheese and corn? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I, 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 my, my, ironically, I'm salivating. <laughs> this is like a, this could be a David Lynch really scene. You're just being, yes. 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 Please. <laughs> Both etymologies are anecdotal and inconclusive. By this some accounts, beautiful. Cry comes to us via jazz musicians in the 1930s describing licks that sounded unfashionable and trite. Something more at home in the agricultural environment of a square dance than a sophisticated urban jazz club. Corny might have also been extrapolated from seed catalogs that circulated starting in the 1890s and included simple and predictable little jokes in the margins that some called corn jokes. Corn jokes. Either way, the meaning seems to hinge on the aesthetically condescending, condensing, Condescending. Condescending. Uh, an aesthetically condescending geographic association with rural America. Okay. Cheesy 
by yes. contrast, has almost no clear path to its current association. Mm. Some claim the term to have to do with the food, but instead arrives to an iconic reversal of the Urdu chiz, meaning thing, which picked up by the British occupiers in the 1800s gave us the phrase, the big cheese. The big cheese. Although this may have played a role in ushering in into the lexicon, I have a hunch that what gave cheesy its semantic staying power is something more delicious. Cheesy and corny terms both used to denigrate aesthetic taste latch on to the strong neural associations with physical taste. I do feel salivating. <laughs> cheese and corn are I want, both. I want some popcorn and some cheese. Right <laughs> cheese and corn are both cheap but delicious sources of bodily fuel. Mm-hmm. In the same way that cheesy or corny music might be catchy and enjoyable, but not exactly the sublime and sub- soul-sustaining symphony for the hearts yearn for. That's interesting. Okay. It's like food for the masses. Yeah. Cheesy and corny. Yeah. The basic everyday cheap. The difference in gustus gustus gustatory experience also aptly- gustatory like like what is that like, like gusts gust okay gustatory. gustatory experience also aptly illustrates the subtle some semantic distinction between the two something corny might be light and sweet but ultimately small and insignificant whereas something cheesy pours on a heavy and pleasing coat of <laughs> coagulated fat to disguise a last of substance meat. That's it. That's my disdain for cheesy. Is there some kind of heaviness with cheesy? Like, oh, it's sappy and it's sticky and it's ooey and it's long. It's heavy. It's oily. It's going to, it's going to stay in your body. You know, it's like, oh, (laughs) despite their negative connotations. Uh, I think corn and cheese used in moderation are important components of the arts, culinary, and otherwise. I oh, mean, yeah. We got to use these words in moderation, everybody. I mean, don't, who, I don't want anybody out here using those words too much. Who, that person is so corny because uh, they use the word corny too much. Um, I mean, who doesn't love an arepa? 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 But for a Wednesday clue, I I wanted to highlight the linguistic coincidence by using the same clue for both words. Oh, this is a clue for, uh, this is a clue for the, um, a a crossword. Oh, fun. The whole article? This article. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So should we stop there? That's the end of it. Okay. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, okay. Wait, wait. We also have listener comments. Oh yeah. I feel like we well, should do want, let's, let's just them. say a few things about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course. And then what I think we should do is a rejuvenation and then end with listener comments. Oh, okay. Or, 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 oh, 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 we don't do it that way. I was, I was leaning more towards we wrap it up and then we have our epilogue be the poem. Oh, that's, we end with the poem, mm-hmm. like a little blessing. Mm-hmm. Everybody. It's a old school rejuvenation mm-hmm. to bless your ears tonight mm-hmm. as we wind down the episode, but not yet. And honestly, I would say in the old days, in the old, old days of No Small Thing, it was very precious. We would end with a concluding thought, and then I would choose a very sentimental song that, that, that basically summarized the episode. What is the cheesy, corny song? Well, no, no. I already sense if we're ending with a sweet poem, it's going to end with sweet vibes, and I won't end with uh, Tale of Love. Two, 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 two. That's how you usually Which end it. I would say... Now, here's a hot take. I think we're creating this episode in real time. You can uh, delete this. I think our theme music is corny. Oh, 
No, I won't delete that. I mean, that's a whole. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess now if, if, well, first of all, I want to talk about that Atlantic article, but <gasps> if we're saying, first of all, we don't know if these things, first of all, I knew these words about are bad or good. They're neutral I've, and can be used in either. Like if, if you were <laughs> saying, if you were saying something is lovingly corny, like if you said this to your like grandma, mm-hmm. it seems like it's not meant to be a diss, but it's mm-hmm. meant to be endearing. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even want your grandpa or grandma or whoever to be it's, cool. Right. Right. Whatever cool is even right. but like, um, I th- here, here's, here's my association with our theme music. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think of MF doom. So it's hip hop adjacent, mm-hmm. our theme music. Uh, I feel as if it's always been good for us because, well, now I'm just going to really get it pumped here. Curiosity is a little corny and cheesy. Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't it even is. realize that. I would agree. I would a hundred percent. Free association is going to be a little corny and cheesy because it's not thought out and you don't know what you're going to say. And it, it's a little try hard sometimes. It is a little try. Be curious. It'll yeah. make you less anxious. and um there's a lot going on in that song it's a it's a little bit like a a middle schooler trying to make a hip-hop okay well i love omega watts who created that but it's not the uh, let me just say let me just say this because our friend made that beat right i want to say clearly it it, there's a rap and an actual song that goes with that the Mm -hmm. way it starts and taken out of context just for the opening of a podcast is in my mind, because I like it and I like us, uh, a, a great f- a mid feeling of potentially cool, potentially weird, potentially, I don't know what this is, but my biggest association is MF doom. Who's a rapper who always blurred the lines of so corny. He's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his, and his beats are on the surface utterly terribly corny. Oh, but I But wish... he makes it cool by it being so corny. Right, 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 right. No, I hear what you're saying. I'm also having this sadness of I know you're not gonna pick a corny song, but you played for me a song recently that you like to listen to in middle school that was like Sure. That hip hop Well now would be like a nostalgia episode. At the end, that could be a that song is the epitome of corny. Well <laughs> <laughs> but this is the way if we're ending with a Reuven poem, I'm, I'm sensing I'm not going to take people out of the moment. It will okay. have to be some sort of we'll smooth an, jazz or something. We'll do a nostalgia, yeah. another nostalgia episode. Okay. You want to talk about that Atlantic article? Well, I, 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 I would want to pop off a little bit. Let's maybe, pop off and then do listener comments. Perfect. Because we're kind of running out of time, but, um, we're running out of time running. Uh, I guess what's helpful about that is I liked the imagery. First of all, I like that we, it doesn't seem as if we have any direct access to the pure origins of these words. No. And, um, I do just like the, the flavors it evoked and for lack of a better word, the triviality, Mm -hmm. the lightness to say it's like something is like popcorn is not necessarily a diss. Right. It's to say it's enjoyable. I go to a movie, I have fun, I eat my popcorn, but it's also not super substantive. Right, 
Right. Um, No, I thought that was a really helpful... I mean, I think it made a connection of the cheesiness of the heaviness of it. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, that's part of my own personal... Like, a cheesiness, it can be sweet to be cheesy, but a cheesiness also has a... Is this the word? A saccharine quality? Saccharine. Saccharine quality. What's that (laughs) word mean? Uh, that's like a overly sweet. Yes. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's like, it's, it's, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Too much. Just Velveeta gloopy. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, no, it's too much. (laughs) Like I, I'm, I look at the pizza and there's so much cheese on it and there's more cheese being added. And I'm like, well, I think of saccharin, my mind immediately goes to Hallmark movies and that goes to cheesy too. Right. And it's just too much. It's, it's like just too much. I just can't do it. I just can't. There's this scene. I can do corny. I can sit with corny and have a good time with a corny movie. Yes. Yes. And, and, and yes. Yes. And so that's why it's cheesy. like these things aren't in any way outright bad. But. Because other people would say the other. For some reason. And if we had the perfect list of, of the ultimate non-cheesy. But like I, I think one of my early examples of something where I experienced something that might be better or different. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to put values on these things um, than cheesy. I'll just go straight to a Wes Anderson movie. Sorry if that's cliche, cliche, cheesy, cheesy. But um, it was at the end of the Royal Tenenbaums, and Ben Stiller's character is this sort of widowed. Uh, father figure who's been struggling his whole this whole movie with his own father figure and um he he never opens up now you could have a hallmark scene that's cheesy that's gooping up all the scenes and and giving you all the dialogue that you want and it's overkill Mm -hmm. but there's a scene where throughout the entire movie he won't open up to his dad he's closed off cut off and there's just a little scene where their dog Buckley dies <laughs> and he's sitting there sort of looking at the dog and his dad, Royal Tenenbaum comes up and has a new dog for him. That's a little Dalmatian and says like, I got you a new dog. And Ben Stiller looks up and, and kind of says, thanks. And then just this one line, it's been a hard year, dad. And he mm. goes, I know. And they hug and that's all it's all, even as I describe it, it's, it's, a few more lines and it's cheesy. Like it's already there. Like it's heavy already. Right. They're right, do, right, they're, right. They're, 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 they're on. Telling, they're dancing. Yeah. Online, but for sure. the subtlety, the quickness, the not lingering, the not overdoing, we get it. If you're paying attention throughout the movie as an audience, this, this, the, um, the restraint mm-hmm. adds weight. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you hallmarked it for me, for me personally, I wouldn't feel the emotion. The Some people do. Totally. But I'd be like, this is so cheesy. Nobody talks like this. No, You're just... overdoing it. The lighting, the song, the, the oh gosh, the acting. It's over the top, please. It's like heaping on out, uh, just disgusting hot cheese on some movie theater nachos. Like, no, thank you. But this is like getting me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there is my, my deep dive into cheese. I think that's a really good deep dive. Okay. Listener comments. Listener comments. You asked. I will say, we just asked, to clarify for me. A few people answered. I have used the word corny to somebody's face maybe four or five times in my life. And I will tell you, for me and my, what I'm doing in the world, it would be 
the worst insult I could possibly give you. I, 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 it's corny would be meant to like obliterate somebody and it would be so mean. Um, that's so funny. I, I don't, I, I, I would not I think be obliterated. Taking me back to like my middle school years. I like, I'm just like, I simply wouldn't be obliterated at all. I'd be like, yeah, corny. <laughs> like, Oh, you wouldn't feel obliterated. No, <laughs> I got to find a word that'll obliterate you. Then you must find. Okay. Shoot your shot. Ellie, Ellie said, Ellie Ellie said, cheesy is embarrassing mom. Yeah. Corny is embarrassing dad. Oh, that, that hits. That does hit. So maybe that's why, maybe that's why you're, uh, wow. That's insightful. Honestly, I have to say that's insightful. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's not always that way, but that I'd really want to unpack that a little bit, but like, yeah, that, that, um, my friend Chris, uh, shout out to Chris, said corn chowder. That was their response. <sighs> okay, that's clever. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess, well, is it co- combination? Are we are we combining dairy and corn? I, I, I think I posted like any associations around okay, cheesy corn versus chowder. corny and Now, corn chowder. what I would want to say is if as a universal collective of people, we were to say, let's invent a new hybrid uh-huh. corn chowder. That would be our new slang. That's the let's, new. That's, let's do it that's like so fetch. corn chowder. Yeah. That's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's have, like Chris let's know. truly try that. Let's not forget it. Let's, let's, not let's forget try to have it. no small things cutting thing be yeah. that's so corn. Chowder. And are we describing something that is cheesy slash corny? Mm-hmm. But our way of saying it is that's corn chowder. That's corn chowder. Let's, that's corn let's, chowder. Let, let's, no, 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 no. Honestly, Chris, let's Chris. have it be a goal for a while to try to say it five times an episode. That's too many, but it needs to once, come naturally. Once or twice? Yeah, once or twice. At least once an episode. Maybe. If it, there's something applies, I don't want to overuse the word. That would be corn chowder. No, 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 no. True. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, this is a brand new baby word, and already that feels correct. <laughs> um, okay. I'm what if it became this. real? What if everybody on like TikTok starts saying corn, corn chowder? chowder. Wait, wait, look at this. Okay. <laughs> Daniel Kais came in with this came opinion. In? Um. Daniel said, cheesy is more invasive. It can drip into places that would be far better without it. Mm, This is the Daniel take. stretches and globs and unfortunately goes well with a lot of things. Seeping through the cracks. Love that. Cheese is generally popular and well-liked even among people who would admit that it's basic. I would take issue with that. I mean, cheese itself isn't basic. Certain types of cheese is basic. I mean, you can get like... $500. Right, but I think cheese is a basic. Everyone likes cheese. Okay. You know, to say you like cheese, you're not like, oh, wow, you like cheese. Right, right. You're so unique with your cheese liking over there. We all like (laughs) cheese, bro. Well, Um, hey, uh, let's just say, for your sake, I would say most people feel that way about tomatoes. What what's the deal? You don't like them. So there are outliers. Not everybody loves cheese. There are, but I wouldn't say that it's, I'm like, uh... But liking tomatoes is basic. Oh, so you're cool for not liking tomatoes? No, I know. I'm just saying that Daniel's <laughs> describing. I think that was what you're, that's the no, subject. No, that's not what, no, you're reading into this. <laughs> Daniel said, it's generally popular and well-liked even among people who will admit that it's basic. Okay, I mean, okay. cheese is no, basic. No. Tomatoes are basic. No, no, I was just trying to make fun of you a little bit. <laughs> I was just trying to make fun of you. Well, too bad. Uh, I missed. I missed. I'm um, corny. 
the, in parentheses, CF. I don't know what that abbreviation stands for. Disney slash Pixar's predictable yet nevertheless heartfelt tearjerker formula. Wait, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Um, CF. Disney slash Pixar's predictable yet nevertheless heartfelt tearjerker formula. Oh. Is it like supposed to? Is this another abbreviation for example? Maybe I I, I want to look it up, and I don't want to waste any much time on that. But I feel now I feel stupid for not knowing. Well, that's fine. I'm going to move on to. Daniel. But that's true. I mean, oh, I, I I would say uh, on a scale of one to ten, cheesy and corny being ten, mm-hmm. I would say Pixar is like at a four. I mean, but cheesiness. Yeah, I would say no. <laughs> I would say it's cheesy. Mm. I mean. I mean, well, whatever it, it, it usually works, whatever that right. is. I would put it at a five. I'll put it at a five. It's not over the top, but it's, it's hitting the marks. Well, <sighs> I mean, if it hits the marks, I'm saying it's not cheesy. I'm saying it's the cheesy. Marks. Okay. It's the cheesy marks. But if I'm crying, like I'm, I'm not saying the opening of up is cheesy. <laughs> I would say it's not not cheesy. Okay. I I'll meet you halfway with that. I would say that's true too. It's it's not like oh it's cheesy, but it's not not cheesy at the same time. That is one of the most extreme it's examples adjacent. and I would feel like an evil person to question and <laughs> and to anything about the opening of up. It's like holy You're sacred You're an evil ground. person. Yeah. Okay, should I get to the next part Daniel has? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, corny is dorkier. Yes, dorky is a great More word. More self-contained in its cringe. Yes. Like finding corn kernels in your poop. Corn oh, is... Gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, that's cringe. That's cringe. Corn <laughs> kernels in your poop. I don't... <laughs> corn is cultural garbage. Ooh. Unaware that it should have rotted away long ago. Daniel. Oh. CF. Oh. We're back to that abbreviation. Did Daniel say CF? Yeah. And, Shoot. And in <clears throat> uh, Gregarious. Gregarious. No, but there's an E in front of it. Egre- egregious. Egregious. Yeah. An egregious dad pun or the hook. Jesus Christ is my N-word in the song Rappin' for Jesus by Pastor Jim Colerick of Dubeck, Iowa? (laughs) Daniel goes so hard. Daniel goes so hard. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) There's Daniel. Um, I I I feel like that's almost a better take than the Atlantic. Oh, yeah, no, it is. Um, Okay, and then Ollie Moo gave us comments. Side note, it's so nice to hear old friends come out of the woodwork and get right back in the flow with us. It is, it is. Well, and Mikta. Ollie Moo and and Mikta are like true, 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 true homies. Of the one, it's true, it's true. Um, Okay, so first Ollie Moo said... To BH, I never understand the difference 100%, but in Spanish, I would say cursi, spelled C-U-R-S-I, slash, and then the other one, cursi, K-U-R-S-I. So I, this is an interesting thing where this is like an English vernacular right. situation. Right, cheesy, corny, cheesy, corny. Um, but Ollie then went on to say, corny for me is way cringier. Cheesy can be funny, but corny can't. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Corny is is harsh. That's an insult. If you said, "Oh, Scott, you're being so cheesy," I'd be like, "I know it's cheesy," 
But like if you're like you're corny, I'd be like, oh no. Oh, oh. look at your sad, sad ego. Yeah, look yeah. You deflate so fast. Yeah, I do. Can't be corny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, and then Mikta said cheesy equals hallmark. Corny equals yeah, dad jokes. Corny is greater than cheesy. Well, I would agree. So we don't even know what that means. It's it's the same. Greater in what way? Like I a doubt, greater insult, a I greater doubt word. People are thinking greater insult. I think you're the only greater one. Greater in what that. way? <laughs> greater as in like I. It's a better thing to be called. You uh, you. <laughs> yes, I would rather be called corny than cheesy. Is I that what makes us saying? I think it is. <laughs> I think it again. so. It says cheesy equals harmonic. Hallmark. <laughs> Hallmark. Cheesy equals Hallmark. Corny equals dad jokes. Corny is greater than cheesy. So, 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 we're saying dad jokes are better than Hallmark. Is that what's being said? It might be. Like, we like dad jokes? I Maybe Mikta does like dad jokes. Greater. That's, okay. That's, the alligator... Is eating corny. I know, but in what sense? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I hear everything that's in the field on this conversation right now. I, I keep refer, I keep thinking it for some reason as an insult. I don't. I'm. Mean, it's, it's, if it, you're it, thinking it's better to be corny than it is to be, I don't know what's, what's being said here. I think that's what's being said. <laughs> and I, I second it. Did we it. come to some conclusions? I think we figured out what corny and cheesy is. <laughs> it's all soft. I think we figured it out. <laughs> I came here to get it all soft. <laughs> Forget <Wait>. curiosity. <laughs> we figured it out. I would rather be called cheesy than corny. And I would rather be called corny than cheesy. Generally. I mean, I it depends on the situation. If we're doing the alligator arrow thing, mm-hmm. I think corny is a better uh, insult. I think there might be some truth to it. Nobody's going to be like cheesy. Oh my, actually, I don't know. I would be, if I gave a presentation of like, here I am, I'm doing some kind of psychoanalytic thing. And someone says that was a little corny. I'd be like, okay. If someone says that was a little cheesy, I think I'd be more hurt feelings. Wow. I think I really this would is, be. We need to do part two and really deep dive. Get Mace on the couch. <laughs> and talk about that because well, well here's what I'll say going with Daniel's stuff I always am corn, afraid I'm gonna sound cheesy corn in the poop <laughs> that's horrific and and I think about <laughs> it doesn't bother me that cheese, much cheese <laughs> cheese like I'm thinking about cars for some reason it's not like there's much cheese in my car but like the idea of cheese <laughs> it's not like there's that much cheese in my car I hope there's <laughs> not that there's no cheese in your car. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, uh, sometimes if it's like uh, some fast food, uh, I don't know if there is cheese, but I can sometimes catch little like bits of lettuce or something underneath my seat. Right, like, but that's not that cheese. But let me, let me say this about cheese. And I'm going with Daniel's thought here. It's like if it's something that seeps through the cracks, it's like it's trying to be contained, but it's oozing in ways mm-hmm. you don't want it to. And that's why I think Hallmark and Mikta and these things, it's like, uh, okay, you're going to give me this movie with cheese and you're overdoing it. It's too much. It's, it's seeping in all of the spaces where I don't want it to. It's, it's covering. It's no thank you. Well, and if you put too much it's cheese on something, it's it becomes like you can't finish the I, the food item if it's too cheesy. In yeah. Your mind. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's too much. It becomes like, a stomach ache. Yeah. So whatever, what, so, so in that sense, 
I'm landing in the same zone as Mikta, corny over cheesy. Yes. In but it just depends on what. But you just don't want corn in your poop. I I I would say I would I would I would prefer corniness over cheesiness in my consumption of mm-hmm. media. Yes. I would rather be called cheesy than corny for some reason. I don't know why. That's interesting, and I think that you should lay on the couch and yeah, think I about that. I really should. Okay, everybody. Um, I think this was a really fun. Less certain, more zone. curious, free associating area around Corninus versus cheesiest. It just has opened up. And now we've as invented a, as, as a, a new um, corn, a chowder? New corn chowder. That's so corn chowder. That's, oh man, they were Stop acting so corn, corn chowder. chowder. <laughs> Stop trying. It kind of is corn chowder to try yeah. and make it. <laughs> we're, we're, already, it. we're already there. Uh, okay. Also, yeah. As last thought for you all as you're listening, was this, if you had to choose, was this episode cheesy or corny? Oh, if you had to pick one. I'm leaning cheesy because. I'm leaning corny. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can't wait to just all the time. Just I won't (laughs) actually do this, but maybe if it can be playful, I'll just be like, you're so corny. It will. It it will be corny. If we keep saying corn chowder, it will be. No, it really will. It really, really will. Okay, uh, everybody. Everybody, here we're comes gonna have we're gonna a, a nation coming your way. Yep. Uh, for the nostalgia. Yep. Feels. Okay. Um, when we come back. Okay, everybody, we are back with our concluding segment. Reuven is here on the mic. Hello. For a little bit of a Reuvenation, kind of old school nostalgic style. Reuven has a poem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you for having me back. It's been a while. Uh, for I have a high modernist poem for, for you. <laughs> you know Corny, the best cheesy? way to read a high modernist poem? is to learn a foreign language and study it and make your brain sort of like kind of clam onto those foreign words and then afterwards turn to like a language that you're familiar with. It's a particular high. Okay. Curiosity. Curiosity. That particular high, if you want to chase it. If you want to chase it, try to learn something. Uh, I've been learning, well, I've been alternating between Dutch and Japanese. And afterwards, whenever I then like pick up like a book in English, my mind just kind of like, I don't know. It's it's, Because of the the new language that could, we were just explaining to our listeners that they Mm -hmm. could uh, keep up with the youngins language. Uh, Maybe uh, it's just a different language. Yeah. I don't know why it may, maybe it's like you've been, Maybe it's like your muscles. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I've picked a high modernist poem Perfect. by Wallace Stevens uh, called A High-Toned Old Christian Woman. We've seen those. We've seen <laughs> Okay. Uh, a High-Toned Old Christian Woman by Wallace Stevens. Poetry is the supreme fiction, madame. Take the moral law and make a knave of it, and from the knave build haunted heaven. Thus the conscience is converted into palms, like windy citherns hankering for hymns. We agree in principle, that's clear, 
But take the opposing law and make a peristyle, and from the peristyle project a mask beyond the planets. Thus our bodiness, unpurged by epitaph, indulged at last, is equally converted into palms, squiggling like saxophones. And palm for palm, madame, we are where we begin. Allow, therefore, that in the planetary scene, your disaffected flagellants, well-stuffed, smacking their muzzy bellies in parade, proud of such novelties of the sublime, such tink and tank and tunk a tunk tunk may, merely may, madame, whip from themselves a jovial hullabaloo among the spheres. This will make widows wins, but fictive things wink as they will, wink most when widows wins. The high modernist poem. What a combination of words that were all <laughs> shoved together at times. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember reading this a while ago, and I, I mean, I had to look up what a peristyle is. Peristyle is apparently a... No, no, no. A peristyle is a a kind of like an interior garden that's surrounded by sort of like a gallery with pillars. Yeah. I feel like I could get an NPR voice. Ah, oh, yes. Beautiful. Yes, yes, Wonderful a peristyle. reading by Reuven and Ada here tonight. What a beautiful poem by Wallace Is that how Stevens. people pronounce Madame? I said Madame. 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 Decision to say Madame. Yeah, I mean, Wallace Stevens has a lot of French words in it. That was beautiful, mm-hmm. Reuben. And tonight's episode is on corny versus cheesy. And I would place that in cheesier than corny. Oh, really? Oh, a cheesy well, I mean, Wallace I, I Stevens. Scott would hate <laughs> to put it in either category, but if you had to choose, what would you choose, Scott? Cheesy. Cheesy. A cheesy Wallace Hates Stevens to put poem. it there. <laughs> we hate to do it, but we will do it. I also have some book recommendations. Here we go, Ruben's book recommendations segment. I've I've developed this habit of of reading at least an hour before bed, hmm. uh, and now the only books that Ruben I can read. Ruben thinks he's better than all of us. Well, it's actually it's actually sort of like a it's the only way I can go to sleep <laughs> these days. But uh, and I've and. Given that I already work with with a lot of books, you know, I tr- I always pick books that uh, either from two categories: either um, it's translated because I limit myself to only working with books that I can read in the original language. So if the the, the books are translated from a language that I you know I don't know, then I'm like you know, if I'll never like the work switches off, um, and al- also anything that doesn't just the farthest away from work as possible. But I have some recommendations that I would... This is... I've been watching a lot of those Criterion closet videos. So this is my closet. I'm also in an imaginary closet. And I'm showing you several books that I've been reading before bed. Here we go. Uh, Tsushima Yuko, Woman Running in the Mountains. Very good. She's... uh, She's passed. She's a Japanese author. She's uh, she's actually the daughter of Osamu Dazai, a very famous Japanese author. She uh, was yes. yeah, she was uh, one when he killed himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Woman running in the woods, very good. 
uh, her book, uh, Territory. Wait, mountains or woods? Where is she running? Woman running in the mountains. There we I'm go. sorry. Woman running in the mountains. It's about... <laughs> this, it's, this woman is running run, somewhere in nature. Somewhere. Well, she is, she is a single mother. It is actually... <laughs> I mean, she writes a lot about single mothers, well, but this one... she is a single mother, so yeah. she must be running in she nature. She must be running. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. It's, you know... It's one of those novels where nothing seems to happen, but everything seems to happen to all at once. Um, Alice Munro, The Beggar Maid. I mean, I don't think Alice Munro needs... She won the Nobel Prize in 2013, so it's not like she needs more fanfare. But The Beggar Maid, a good one. I feel like, uh, except for Open Secrets, I've read all of her books. Okay. Uh, Elena Ferrante, I'm finally on the bandwagon, the Neapolitan Quartet, technically four books, this and Pramudia's Buru Quartet, these are the two monuments to like the genius of If any of listener literature. Listen, reads yeah. any of these books, please let us know. Yeah. I mean, Elena Ferrante is really popular, I think, a few, I mean, there's an HBO adaptation that is supposed to be very, very good, My Brilliant Friend, but these two quartets... I think they are the peak of uh, of, of literature. Um, <laughs> some mangas, Oshimi Shuzo, Blood on the Tracks, a reference to Bob Dylan. Yeah, wow, uh, manga. It's very good. It's he he has this way of kind of. It's about this about this this boy whose mom, who witnesses his mom, sort of at this kind of like moment, kind of basically pushing his cousin off a cliff. And it is this kind of like psychological, the art is really gorgeous. It's really haunting. It's really eerie. It's not over yet, but 12 volumes are out already. So very good. Thomas Mann, Death in Venice. Okay. I know. This is a manga? No, 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 this is not a manga. This is a, okay. a novella by Thomas Mann. My bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everyone is like, okay, is this a, a book about pederasty? Yes, but it's very good. Uh, also, there's the film, right? With uh, what's what's that uh, Fellini or something? With the Mahler piece? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mahler, right? I don't know what's being yeah, referenced the, here at this point. Yeah. I thought this was a manga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not that one. Okay, Laszlo Krasna Horkai, Speedwork for a Palace. Very good. Ninety pages, only one sentence. It's kind of like. 90 pages, only one sentence? Yeah, it's kind of like a kooky book. It's what do you mean, this, only one sentence? It's one never-ending sentence for 90 pages. Wow. Yeah. No punctuations, yeah. yeah. Scott's, he's, Scott's thoughts on that. I, art. Yeah, art. That would be... I, uh, that would be high modernist. What? High modernist. <laughs> Get this. Uh, I don't know. Chainsaw Man. I like it. It's, it uh, I will recommend Chainsaw Man from the Closet. Um, Metaphorical and literal. Literal, yes. This is another manga. It's a BL. Do you know what a BL is? Boys love. Boys love. It's a great genre. I don't like... Boys, I, uh, I don't, a, mm-hmm. a BL is a boys, boys love, love manga. It's a subset of a manga genre. Yes. Uh, this one... Uh, I don't really like the more explicit stuff. So I like... This one is called Seaside Stranger. A little more mysterious, boys uh, loving. Yeah, it's very like it's very funny. Uh, there are some explicit scenes. My only complaint is that Seaside Strangers. It sounds like Hillside Strangler, the murderer. You know. So I think if uh, the 
<laughs> Boys Love author Kikana listens to this podcast, uh, contact your translator. Um, and the final one, I'm still finishing this one, but it's really good. It's Milkman by Anna Burns. Set in the Troubles, narrated by this, uh, this girl named Middle Sister, whose only crime is liking to walk around while reading. Oh, Reuben, you would no. resonate with this main character. Oh, I've walked around while reading this book. <laughs> no one gets the joke. I walk around in Ballard reading Milkman. No one gets oh, the joke. Oh, you're nobody's seeing you. <laughs> you're seriously looking at people as you cross the crosswalk. Yeah. And it's like, Who's out there seeing yeah. me walk into this bookcase yeah. here? Look at this bit that will go on for 300 pages. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Ruben's recommendations, if you listen, I mean, if you read them, let us know. Yeah. That'd be super cute. I'll be back with more books that I read. (laughs) I'll be back with more books. Okay, Ruben, what do you think? We're going to, me and Scott have come up with this idea to invent a new word. Actually, also in connection with my friend Chris, who Mm -hmm. brought this word, a new slang word instead of saying something's cheesy or corny you say, you say that's kind of corn chowder it's kind of i thought slang is mostly just like one word well i mean corn chowder it's a it, it's a it's an a single item yeah it sounds like it sounds euphemistic it sounds like like your mom mr is like don't say fuck say you know, aeroplane or something. Reuben is really, <laughs> really not vibing with corn chowder. But just you wait. You're going to hear it all the time around yeah, the house. Uh, yeah. I always makes me I don't think know, of that'd be so corn chowder. Trader Joe's corn chowder. They've got, they've got a good... Yeah, they're fine. All right, everybody. Um, well, thanks for having me. This was a nice little podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Stay curious. And we'll be back next week with who knows what. Who knows what.